Oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Try it, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am. Don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not run. Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of you. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark. The internet's only podcast that has managed to talk about an entire seasons of Ghost Adventures and not drop the fucking ball yet, I guess. <laughs> I'm Joel Kleinberger. <laughs> and I'm Eric Hoofnagel. <laughs> and you know what? We just want to fucking Holy welcome shit. you to this, the closing episode of season one of Ghost Adventures, the most monumental. Yeah. The most monumental paranormal show in the history of the paranormal, this is it. This is yeah. Zach Bagans has cornered the market, rightfully so. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know if they had at this point. Had they at no. the end of this? This is. No. I mean, this was back in like what year was this? This is two thousand six, two thousand seven, I believe. Jesus. Yeah. So they're just babies. They're just babies at this point. Zach Bagans hadn't dominated the entire spiritual realm yet. He hadn't made the various no. blood packs with demons and spiritual necromancers that has allowed him to no, his, capture he, the world. He hadn't he hadn't gathered his full army of witches and warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know who he had dominated? His friends he made along the way. <laughs> yeah. From the beginning, there is no question that Zach Bagans had utterly and completely dominated no. Aaron Goodwin. Aaron, I want you to spend some time there and see if you can get your grabbed, okay? Not cool. We, we've definitely, we, we've introduced <laughs> ourselves, but not the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, all of our friends, all of the people in between, should we, like, specify, instead of saying ladies and gentlemen? Uh, witches and warlocks are witches oh, and warlocks. Yes. All of our beautiful witches and warlocks out there, season one of Ghost Adventures has been a wild ride, and they ended, what a giver. They ended on a pretty wild note as we explore yeah. Ghost Adventures season one, episode eight, the Idaho, old Idaho penitentiary. Fuck, I can't even do it anymore, still. Penitentiary. The old Idaho penitentiary. Penitentiary. We both can't do it. We're both... Penitentiary. Anyways, it's a prison. It's an old jail. We traveled to Boise, Idaho to investigate this penitentiary that now sits abandoned. It's over 130 years old, and I'm sure inside these old brick walls, there's tons of dark history that we want to find. We're there. We're getting in to this episode. And immediately, I have to bring in the fashion report. I was going to do it myself. Give me the thermometer, Aaron, real quick. Look, look at me, dude. Wow. Wow. Look at my body. Whoa. Check this out, man. Dude. You look weird, bro. Fucking Gak, man. Yes, it, they brought their own merch. I'm so excited. Yes. Let's talk about these shirts that I'm I'm assuming. Well, actually, I don't know. 
we have established that Aaron Goodwin has a brand of clothing line That's called right, Big Steppin' Threads. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Big Steppin' Threads sounds like like some serious ska. Like that sounds like <laughs> like ska specific clothing. You know, when you bring up ska, and I think of Aaron Goodwin in my mind, that's mm-hmm. not a that's. That, that that seems to fit. Just Aaron Goodwin <laughs> with a trumpet and like a, a an oversized like purple suit. He's just skanking around in the audience, just like hell yeah, mm, real big fish. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> where did you go? <laughs> but these fucking shirts, I fucking want one. I do want one really bad. There, so the the official Ghost Adventures crew. Uh, the brand new drip, they're fucking, they're fucking th- showing it off. Zach and Aaron have created this shirt of the GAC, the Ghost Adventure Crew, which Gak. would eventually become the GAC. They would, they, it would eventually like grow this crew to take over the entire world of the paranormal, and this is where Las it Vegas. all started <laughs> with a vague coffin-shaped <laughs> light. GAC <laughs> and the most generic fucking cross that you've ever seen oh, in the yeah. world. It's so fun looking at what Ghost Adventures is now with Zach Bagans being this fucking like crazy paragon of the paranormal world. He's got he's got the longest running show out there. He obviously the most famous paranormal researcher. He's got a haunted museum. Oh my god, is he is he the most famous paranormal researcher? I guess he is. And that He's got to be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Especially since we, uh, you sent me that fucking Spotify clip of, <laughs> of somebody talking about him investigating his house and been like Zach being like, no, I don't want to hang out. I'm flying in some puss for the night. Seriously, just a quick little shout out to my friend Diana for for giving me for turning me on to this this uh, this other podcast called Ghosted, which is hosted by Raz Dresfeles and Dresfeles because ah, I get it. I get it. That is fucking good. Yeah, because they're known as like the yeah, like the Goodwill drag queen or whatever. But like they're interviewing uh, <laughs> they're interviewing um, uh, that, that guy who owns the which, you know, we'll, we'll touch on this in season 14 if we ever or season mm-hmm. 10 whenever we make it. But yeah. Yeah, he describes having the Ghost Adventures crew at his house and just what D-bags they are, and especially Zach. <laughs> and he talks about yeah. how he invited Zach to come and, like, chat about the house and the ghosts in therein, and Zach said, nah, bro, I got a chick flying in from L.A. And it's like, Ooh. or... Or from Las Vegas. He is a Vegas chick flying yeah. into LA. This is this is interesting because it also establishes a timeline because this is you said like this is like season ten or something like that. Nick is still mentioned. Yeah, back in 2014. Nick is still there. Oh my god. In 2014. Wait, okay, so if we confirm that this is 2014, that's really interesting. Yeah. Because that fucking autobiography. The, the Zach Bagans Bible, I Am Haunted, yeah. Living Life Through the Dead, came out in 2015. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that. God damn, something happened. Oh, 
Oh, and he talks, and that guy in the in the podcast talks about how mean they are to Nick. Really? Oh, I didn't get that far. I'm I have to listen to the rest of it. Oh man, he talks about how like he actually had to get up during the filming and run in to save Nick because Nick really? was having a yeah Nick was having like a panic attack, and Aaron and Zach are watching and laughing. Oh my god, are you fucking serious? I'm serious, dude. Listen to it. Oh, it's great. It's that great. Is, that's fucking spicy, man. Yeah, dude. Big time spicy. So I'm just going to say, just going to throw it out there. It's going to be a long buildup to the breakup of Nick and Zach. But, you know, hold tight. Because it's... in 2014, in in season Some... 10, it starts to happen. Something goes fucking down. I got chills going yeah. down my spine, guys. They're at the Idaho, uh, they're an old Idaho prison. It's been there for 130 years in Boise. Uh, they've had over 1,300 convicts there, and you know, it's kind of a boring prison, to be honest. Yeah. Uh-huh. In, in, in comparison with Moundsville State Penitentiary, like, they had... They they mention very briefly a riot in the 1970s, but obviously it can't hold a fucking candle to Redbone and the Bean Riot. No, no, <laughs> the, bean, the Bean Bacon Riot. The Bean that Bacon sounds, Riot. That sounds like some fucking ska right there. <laughs> bean Bacon Riot. Oh my god! <laughs> Here comes Redbone and the Bean Bacon Riot. <laughs> call me Richards. They call me Redbone. They cooked him till his meat fell off. Right down here in cell 17. Brown bean. There's a lot of death in here. There's no red bone here. There's no interesting history, really, other than the fact that this prison had 10 out of 11 of Idaho's uh, executions. Executions. Yeah. I feel like... Like, that's not very many compared to how much they talk about the executions. Like, yeah, they're like, in, they, that's central to the whole theme of the entire thing is they're like, they're like, it, they, they act like it was like weekly, you know? Yeah, but it's like, well, because they, they set it up because, you know, it's, it is interesting. They, they've mentioned this thing and I, I know this is a, a theme that prevails throughout the history of prisons where... They would hang convicts outside and people from the towns would gather to watch it like as family events. That is so pr- fucking prehistoric. <laughs> it, it, you say that it's prehistoric, but this is like our grandparents' parents. <laughs> We're just like yeah. taking our grandparents out there to be like, well, hi, Billy. They're hanging that murder. This is what happens if you don't listen. <laughs> I just think this is weird, guys. So they dive into their first interview with this mm-hmm. woman, right? And I just yeah. had to bring it up because Zach, yet again. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yet again. His fucking stance looks like he is ready to, like, he's squaring up for a fight. He is, like, swaying and his fists are clenched. And I just, I just think maybe he's threatened by large women. Who's in here with us right now? Are you a girl? Because you sound, we heard a girl. Are you a girl? I'm freaked out. I've never freaked out like this, ever. I don't know if I, I don't know. She was there and, and uh, she felt someone brush her hair through the, through the bars. 
And Zach goes, yeah, well, you know, these guys haven't really seen women in years. This is a perfect example of what you brought up in the last episode where Zach really just has to be Captain fucking obvious because this woman she's trying to create a scene with her <laughs> yeah. story she's trying to build up the moment where he's like he's like yes and then I, I saw a picture of an inmate and i reached in to try and touch it and there's that moment i felt a spectral hand brushing my hair and then zach has to with his like arms on his hips thrusting his chest out have to be like yeah you know uh think that maybe some of these male convicts haven't seen anybody for years so maybe that's what it was about what do you think yeah yeah did you ever consider that that? (laughs) and the the woman like kind of looks at him with an expression like yeah that's that's kind of what i was implying that's 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 the whole point of the fucking story dude and then and then and then we get then we go to alicia may who is man she's very nervous (laughs) no so you got nervous so the thing is i what i wrote down i love alicia may for a couple reasons one i feel like zach cannot as you mentioned i don't think zach can handle women that are anywhere close to his size and alicia may is like his height and looks like she could fucking take him and zach is like he's not even trying to posture with her he's just like uh, and she shoves him she shoves yeah him. yeah 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 well he he can't go he he's just like he's like oh it's a woman he's just like oh touch me just touch my body and he goes <laughs> and he goes oh oh you got pushed by a ghost huh how 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 would it go oh, do it to me do it to me do it to my body harm me and he <laughs> turns and she just shoves him as hard as she can, and, and he he's goes, like, oh. Yeah, he goes off camera with the shove of this very powerful woman who, like, the other thing I love about Alicia May is in most ghost adventure shows, they always get people that really, like, ham up their stories. Yeah. Alicia's, like, pretty straightforward about it. This is a spot where I was just walking and talking, and I suddenly got pushed. I was just walking and just, you know, I was right about here, and I was, you know, is anyone there? Just asking questions, and all of a sudden, I was like, whoa. She's just like, no fucking bullshit. She's just like, she's just just such a fun vibe. There's no pretense, no bullshit, just matter of fact. Just like, oh yeah, so some, uh, you know, I felt like I got pushed. And then Zach is like, do you think it was a spirit? She's like, I don't know, probably. Yeah, I don't know. And then we get another interview with local reporter Dan Hamilton with his great announcer voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dan Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's, talk, he's talking about getting a headache in a rose garden, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they show that, and he's like, and, so, and somebody took a picture of me right when I was having a headache, right where they had the old gallows at 3 a.m., and then they show the picture, and it just looks like a migraine commercial of him just rubbing his <laughs> temples. And above him, <gasps> it's an orb. When headache pain strikes, it can feel like a storm <laughs> raging inside you. You might need to take a leave unless it is a spiritual orb. Why take case, an entire bottle of Advil when you could just take one leave? <laughs> And okay, we're gonna put a pin in this fucking orb that gave this this local television oh, yeah. personality 
a, a a migraine because it comes back later. I can't wait. After fucking Dan uh, with his beautiful smooth <sighs> voice. Yeah, we get Ellen Hoffner. Oh man, I love Ellen. Yeah, she's great. She's so great. Dude, at the progression of her losing her fucking patience with these fucking douchebags is so <laughs> fucking visceral. It's so clear. Like, by the time she, like, locks them in, I will talk about it, but man, she is done. She's so fucking yeah. tired of them. No, I know, because she's, she's an actual historian. Yes! And tour guide. Yes. So, like... She's interested in the actual history, not necessarily the paranormal, and she already out the gate doesn't seem that interested in discussing the haunting. No. No, they describe her as a as a self-proclaimed skeptic, which is like, yeah. oh, we got a fucking... Yeah, somebody over here thinks they're smarter than God over here, fucking self-proclaimed atheist over here, eh? Oh, somebody over here. She, oh, so Ellen doesn't think she's uh, believes in ghosts. Okay, all right. Oh yeah. Oh what? 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 You're too good for ghosts. What? With your history, the geek. Oh, so where do you think you go when you die? Yeah. What? What? You think you just go into the void of nothingness? Why? You're too good for us. Well, we got a little skeptic on our hands here. You want to get come lock down in with us? Ellen takes takes them to the showers, and this is where. I think they cut everything after she describes what happens. So she says, she says, this is where a man was gang raped to death. And Zach, Zach does this little like head tilt and then turns and he goes gang raped to death. And then it cuts immediately and they don't yeah. even have any moment, no questions, no discussion. Because I think it got so fucking offensive <laughs> that they just cut it. I am definitely imagining Zach Bagans going to this historian, this female historian being like, so how many men were involved in the <laughs> gang rape? <laughs> I think for sure they had to have cut Aaron going <laughs> like right after right after right after he's like gang raped to death it's 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 aaron giggling and the sound of nick and aaron high-fiving each other oh dude oh dude oh. that's what's up Fucking God. you're so right I, I know I'm right. <laughs> it, it is after this that Ellen really has no patience for these boys. Oh, man, she's so fucking tired. She's such a patient woman. After after the uh, truncated gang rape discussion... Ugh, yes. Uh, the, Ellen brings them to what they uh, are called Five House, which is maximum security. And that is where all the inmates on death row are placed as Zach being... Captain Fucky Obvious again has to tap on the side and say, it's death row. And Alan's like, yes, it is. It is death row. Yeah. This yeah. Is death row. That, that is why there's a sign that says death row. And this is where they introduce the, at least what Zach would consider the most interesting spirit, the most prevalent spirit. That's and that is right. the ghost of Raymond 
Alan Snowden, a.k.a. Idaho's Jack the Ripper, which is a, well, it's either a bullshit title or Idaho is just that boring where one guy killing one lady equals Jack the Ripper. Yeah, he, I mean, he stabbed a lady horribly to death with a small knife, but, like, it sounds like Boise's pretty fucking boring because, like, yeah, they, they're like, this guy... (laughs) <laughs> and like all these places that he ever took a shit in like they're like oh they got like a plaque where it's like oh Raymond took a shit here once uh, a week before he killed a woman yeah you know it's, it's, it's that's it's such a weird like side quest where they're like they go to the bar where Raymond yes. met the woman yeah and then yeah. they go to the cigar shop where they found the 2.5 inch pocket knife that he oh used my to God. stab this woman. And that guy, the guy that they talked to, Bobby Guerrero. <laughs> yeah. He is so tired. I've never seen somebody start an interview with them so tired. He looks yeah. like he's been forced to tell this story, like contractually, like obligated mm-hmm. to tell this story to anyone who asks. Well, I don't know if you know a lot about Idaho, but other than potatoes and neo-Nazis, there's not a lot there. (laughs) This poor guy at the cigar shop is just like, yeah, this is where they found the knife. Yeah, I've had experiences. Yes, I heard some boots. It sounded like somebody was going to take a shit and there was nobody here. Great. Will you guys please buy some fucking cigars? Please. And then then Zach is like, but there's 7,000 toxins in a single cigarette. I cannot stand for that. I and Nick will leave. And then Aaron's like, "Uh, can I get a pack of smokes, bro? Here I am. All by myself. Raymond Allen Snowden, the fucking Jack the Ripper of Idaho, which is fitting because Idaho's boring, killed one woman and he was placed in Five House, the maximum security prison, and he was there for about a year before he was hung. And, you know, in really really keeping with the the theme of perhaps prison isn't the best place to reform people the guards started putting a fucking noose outside of his cell like a week before he's hung yes it's so fucked up and then he he was so like scared and like crazy by the time that they uh actually hung him he couldn't even say his last words oh and and then he got hung and he fucking didn't die yeah that's the most okay so this is this is the only like part this is the only like thing against ellen that i have yeah because she tells him the story about raymond's hanging he wasn't able to say his last words which zach gets a giant fucking heart on for he's like mm-hmm, i'm gonna get them last words we're gonna talk to him you gonna give me your last words well, i do want to really 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 want to film that <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's, that's cool, man. He, his neck didn't break, and he strangulated for 16 minutes. <laughs> 16 minutes. Oh, that's so fucking bad. Well, and my favorite part about this, why why I kind of give Ellen a little bit of a side eye, 
is that she t- tells him this story and then she's she mentions after Zach Bagan's like and Ellen is a stated skeptic but even <laughs> she had her run-ins with Raymond and she's telling about how she told that story to a group and she heard like doors slamming from below yeah but she mentions that she's telling that story to kids I just, I just love, I just love that, like, she's just, like, talking to some kids and, like, and that's where Raymond, who stabbed a woman 37 times and severed her spine with a 2.5-inch pocket knife, was hung, but unfortunately his neck didn't snap. And he strangulated for 15 to 20 minutes or about the length of one of your SpongeBob SquarePants cartoons. Do you kids know about David Carradine? <laughs> it's actually true that the human male body will often have an erection upon strangulation and death they also shit their pants raymond was being strangled for long enough for his erection to become full mass (laughs) and to completion (laughs) cause of death masturbation i mentioned that there was a moment where I really started to feel like a, a true fondness for Zach Bagans. Uh-huh. Are we talking about climbing the hill? <laughs> we are talking about the fucking hike sketch. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. This whole sequence is just mm, chef's kiss perfect. Because Zach Bagans and Nick go up the hill to try and get to the viewpoint where families would used to gather to watch people get executed and zach is deathly afraid of snakes and it is like the height of summer yep through through rocky brush through rocky brush they are walking through prime snake territory well yeah this is this is where snakes and he's so worried about rattlesnakes he doesn't know what rattlesnakes look like and it's just it's the most like discordant mental state I've ever seen out of Zach. Further. If I hear some hissing or some rattling, I'm gonna run like a little girl. I don't care. I'm gonna scream and I'm gonna run because I hate snakes. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Ah! Ah! I'm getting... Nick, come on! I'm staying back here, man. You're freaking me out. You saw this as a very, like, I don't know, Zach endearing moment. But I found Zach not being able to shut the fuck up for this scene is just, it just screams insecurity to me. Yeah. And then he calls it an infestation of snakes when they're just walking through snake territory. Yeah, they're in the snake's fucking house. You're in their house, Zach. And... What, why I think it's endearing is that insecurity. He's, he's, he's like finally owning up. Like I might scream like a little girl, but it's fine. You know, whatever. Yeah. And, and he's like, he sees a snake. He leaps back. He's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try and face my fear. And he yes! grabs this snake, this hot, warm snake. And the snake isn't fucking doing The snake is just like, bro, what? My favorite moment about that is he's like begging the snake not to turn towards him. And eventually the snake kind of like vaguely moves a little bit too far to his space and he drops he's just like oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah i'm sorry i'm ready yeah. to well this moment to me was a bit i i zoomed out a bit yeah 
All right. And I saw this as if you could look from where Aaron is and see <laughs> these two fucking completely black clad douchebags with cameras up on the hill picking up snakes and dancing around and going, ooh, ooh. I was like, man, this is like two sad 12-year-olds trying to make a movie, trying to make their own fucking jackass. Yeah. Maybe maybe I was just like too into my own head because I have that headcanon of Zach Bagans going to film school and washing out, reading the Bagans Bible, listening to Zach talk, his entire did you ever read or watch that fucking ready player one movie where the entire point is that the main cast of characters can't interpret or they can't interpret the world or communicate with each other outside of just references to other media i fucking hate ready player one yeah so that's the thing that's what zach hate that movie (laughs) zach vegans is basically that where he he is like obviously some kid and i i feel this because i know that i'm also that kid he spent his <laughs> formative years sitting in his room watching yeah. movies yeah quoting quoting like south park <laughs> yeah which is why he's like this is this is real this is indiana jones this is totally mm. this is exactly indiana jones i feel just like i feel just like Indiana Jones in, in Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love and and that's the thing his like actual terror his complete inability to communicate any complex thoughts beyond quoting movies. It's just like, you know what? I see you, Zach. Just the and be, I feel just you. because you're older <laughs> and you haven't gone beyond that, like doesn't mean that I wasn't in your shoes. I also had a fedora one time, Zach, and I also only talked about movie references. I don't, I don't like this. I don't feel good right now. I don't either. The last bit about the hike skit that I fucking love. <laughs> Zach Bagans looks to Nick. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I know exactly what you're going to say. And he, and Zach Bagans is very worried, and he says, will you suck the venom out of me? And then Nick very flatly says, I don't want to suck anything out of you. He was so quick to say that, that it (laughs) seemed, it feels like when you say the thing that you think about far too much. It's like a woman on her first date with an online dating prospect and the the guy kind of floats something out (laughs) and she's not feeling it. Maybe we could make a connection. She's like, nope, nope, there isn't, there is not a connection. This is just- I don't connect. I don't connect things. (laughs) No things connect with me. (laughs) And then very soon after that, what really punctuates this whole scene, the far zoom out shot, as we look, notice that Aaron has been left behind because I- love my love for Aaron Goodwin has grown three sizes this day because I'm sure Zach Bagan's like we're gonna go up this hill there might be snakes and Aaron's like it's well it's just like when they were at the the, at the you know fucking slags furnace or whatever and they're like climbing up this vertical staircase and it cuts to Aaron in the shadows 
a mile away. You make us wear all black clothes, bro. It's the middle of <laughs> summer. It's 90 fucking degrees. You want me to walk up a goddamn mountain and with snakes and shit? Dude, no. I would love if it, if it just showed him playing Game Boy Advanced. <laughs> just, just playing some Metroid. Just hiding out. <laughs> eating his, like, fucking fucking expensive ass nuts and they're like aaron are you getting the shot from on top of the hill and he just like clicks the zoom button out he's like yeah i got it <laughs> this is how ghost adventures crew gets locked down i can't wait to get locked in here i'm just pumped you guys pumped yeah. let's go get this started i'm nervous no! this is when the lockdown begins the ellen who has no <laughs> patience for these boys <laughs> This is the moment that I wrote down because this is where she is absolutely, she's at her fucking wits end with these guys. And they're like, huh, all right, let's get fucking locked in here. And they're just like all like fucking packing in and they, they're like, Ellen here is going to fucking lock us in. And she just, I don't think Zach can read women, um, but also just body language in general, because she does the most classic, like, I don't like you and I'm so fucking tired of you face where she does the like tight lip smile, just like the mm, mm-hmm, and like head tilt that that sends me into fight or flight. Like, I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, oh, this woman hates me. It's the expression of most women on a date with anybody with an MBA who's talking about Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> She closes the gate on these boys, and Zach does like a no bit and as that the gate is like, closes. Oh man, that that like is just a cherry on top of. Her. I'm sure because you can see her walk off, and she just walks off like just so fucking done. <laughs> I wonder if she's a salaried employee that doesn't get overtime, so she's like here. Tactically, it's part of her job. She's not getting any extra money. She's just missing all of her favorite shows. She's, She's just like, like well, great. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's fucking great. This is, this is typically when I feed my fucking cat, and now my cat's gonna be pissed. Zach. She gets home and her cat has shit right in front of the door. She opens the door. <laughs> it smears the shit across the floor. She sighs loudly. She sits down. She realizes that her show is just ending. So she catches just the end of the episode where her favorite character dies on screen. And she goes, no. It's pre-TiVo. It's pre-Netflix. She doesn't, there's no way. She missed it. She's going to have to wait until this show gets on DVD to figure out how that character died. So Ellen's like, well, at least maybe I'll have, I'll have some tasty dinner. She opens her fridge. There's nothing she can possibly mix together. There's like a, an old zucchini that's kind of soft. There's like yeah. there's like a, a half stick of butter, and there's like some milk that's gone off. And she's like, "Oh fuck!" And she lives in Boise, so she she thinks <sighs> for a moment where she might be able to go pick up some food, and she realizes it's after 10, so everything is closed. And she's like, <laughs> fuck! 
And so she goes to bed and she just lays in her bed, staring into the middle distance like, I hope, I hope they go to that shower and I hope that fucking boy gets penetrated. And that's when she, she hears the quiet, horrible sound of the cat peeing on the pillow next to her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So while Ellen is suffering this very relatable fate, Zach, Zach is like a kid in the candy store. He's clicking his heels together. He's bantering with Aaron. He has this moment of like when the gates close, Zach is like, I feel. He's like, oh, yeah, I like this. This is good. Well, he's like, yeah, I feel confined. I feel imprisoned. And then pause. And then Aaron's like trapped and. And then he like throws Aaron a bone. He's like, "Yeah, good one." Probably because yeah. he's so excited to do what he's going to do to Aaron later. Yes. No, like, like honestly, it it reminds me of like every time I'm like fucking blitzed high and I go to a rave, and I'm like walking in and I'm looking around. And I'm like, oh, ah, yeah, all right, yeah, this is. Uh, I like turn to my friends. I'm like, yes, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good here. Feeling pretty good. They're like, yeah, you feeling pretty good? Like, <laughs> that, and that is the energy he's bringing because he's like, he's fucking like bouncing up and down. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's running around. And like, he's like, and they, they take us on a tour of a little bit of the behind the scenes because there's really not a lot of evidence in this episode. Zach's enthusiasm carries over to where they, they're setting everything up. They do a little tour of the X cameras and Zach thinks he hears something coming from the Rose Garden. So he fucking sprints and he gets fucking like midsection yes oh i wish this had been on film i wish <laughs> that there was like a static camera just pointed directly at at zach fucking eating it just hitting yeah. a rope at full speed and just face planning because so, man, so hard he rips oh. out the posts, and he has to put the posts back in. <laughs> <laughs> he's and, and he's like clearly mad about it because he's like he like picks it up and he's like putting the post back in. He's like he acts sort of like when like. So I remember one time we had a cat who liked to drink out of the toilet, um, and one day we heard a kerplunk and she came out of the bathroom and she was soaked from like the mm. head to like midway. And she was pretending like nothing had happened. And she was kind of like doing this like cat thing where she's like, I mean, I'm cool. Like <laughs> just like licking yeah. her paws and being like, you know, it's not a big deal. And he's, he's doing this like same, like really bruised ego. Like, I mean, it's all good, yeah. but like, why is this here? Like, it sucks that this year, yeah. this year, like, you know, it's fine, but like, I'm not mad. Yeah, but you know, really, what I'm mad about is the fact that I'm not hearing. We were hearing like full conversations and laughter. It was almost like a party over. They here. weren't laughing at me though. They they no they, no they, they weren't not. laughing at me though, dude. Like definitely, like all the laughter stopped like when I fell. Like yeah, they, no they one were was concerned. Laughing. This is the ghosts, and they were concerned for the well-being of my abs. Zach says this line of when darkness arrives, the spirits come out and play and I'm ready to play. And he really has this like 
playful mentality throughout this whole episode. And I really think that it's just because the instant that Ellen told Zach that there was a gang rape murder, the wheels started turning in his head and he looked at Aaron with a Cheshire fucking cat grin. Yeah, because he goes, he goes, he goes, uh, wait, where are we going to put these static cameras? Oh, and then he looks at the map and he goes, huh, I got an idea. <laughs> I have a good idea. The shower room. He was gang raped to death. You know where this is going? <laughs> where? I'm going in there. You know it. Well, and the, the great thing is, is the voiceover says... In an attempt to entice the spirits, we've offered Aaron. <laughs> yeah. We've offered up our favorite butt boy. <laughs> our favorite butt boy. <laughs> and this is this is a momentous occasion because we've mentioned that Zach often offers Aaron Goodwin up as sac- uh, sacrifice. So we're using Aaron as bait kind of again. You are staying by yourself up in that attic tonight. With the noose. Go in there, touch Aaron! Scratch Aaron's forehead! Okay, physical touch. Men's shower. Aaron, this is a perfect spot for you. Tonight. (laughs) But Zach very specifically has a kink of offering Aaron up as a sexual sacrifice. Oh, yes. For whatever fucking reason. Yep. And this is the first time he gets an opportunity to do so. And Zach Zach calls out to the spirits and invites them to get all up in his butt boy. Mm-hmm. And Aaron gives the most honest dude so far in this in this series. Dude, you can hear the editing of them raising the fucking volume on his dude, because you can hear the shh, you know the background noise go up yeah. as they're setting the scene up. Aaron feels something mm. tug at his water bottle. That's right. No, the water bottle goes up. So it's like so- someone's like taking a peek, you know, because he's got a water bottle in the back of his back, in the back of his backpack. And someone's, you know, popping that up. Take a little look. And, and okay, I, I have to ask you about this before we get into the rest of this Aaron scene. They they do they make a big show of a shadow that was moving behind Aaron. Yeah, did you at see it? At the same it? time of this what? No, one hundred percent zero. <laughs> yeah, they even raised the like, they like they're like we changed the contrast to make it more clear, and I'm like, nope. Can you smell that? It smells really bad. That buzzer right here. Oh, it smells like like horse. Okay, so so to it, ad, admittedly, I, I, I kind of saw what they were talking about. There is a light uh, change of hue in the background. It is so <laughs> subtle. And also, fucking, there, it's Nick and Zach and Aaron all in the same spot all moving around with with their fucking night vision cameras. Uh, You're going to pick up shadows. You're going to pick up shadows of people moving around. And it's not not compelling in the least. Not compelling in the least is a really good and unfortunate tagline for this closer of Ghost Adventure Season 1. 
crying, dude. What? I don't know why. So they leave him as sacrifice, right? And he's standing yeah. there with his recorder, with his recorder out, and he's got his camera on himself. He's got some static cameras on him, and he's standing there. He's like, "Oh man, oh boy," and uh, <laughs> he starts, he starts like verbally tiptoeing around the term "gang raped to death." Yeah. Like he he he's like he's like, yeah they. Uh, there was someone who died here, really, in a real bad way. And and he's like, they, they really shouldn't have done that. And, and then he goes, and then he goes, and he goes, you know, when, you know, like, when you go, you, you shouldn't, it, it shouldn't be when you're in the shower or, uh, naked. <laughs> and, and, like, it's clear he's just, like, he's trying not to say... Or gang rape to death. The, like, <laughs> literal worst way to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, let's not kink shame. <laughs> Jesus Christ, y'all. <laughs> dude. No, don't, dude. Listen, man. No, this don't do this. Uh, well, okay. All right. You know what? I'm just, I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> you can have that one, Joel. That one's I'm all editor, yours, right? bro. I could I could choose whether or not I want that on the on my fucking record. <laughs> but but my favorite part about this, you mentioned the him he said, you know, it's not a great thing. But the thing is, he says and this is this is one of my favorite Aaron moments in so far in the show, because this is pure Aaron phraseology. He says I think that was a wrong thing for them to done. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I am so glad you wrote that down, like word for word, because yes, that was that is how he said it. Because he's just he doesn't know exactly what to say because he doesn't want to say the words "gang rape to death" because that is such a horrible three words to say. I heard that someone in here violently killed in a bad, 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 bad way. Oh, I don't feel too good. I mean, the next thing I remember is Nick getting an EVP. And it and it is and it is one of the funniest and worst EVPs I've heard on the show yet. So it's it's uh he's like he's in the the what is it, the solitary confinement area. And he's like, he's like, you know, doing his Nick thing. And he's like, hey, uh, do you hate it here? Are you unhappy? Do you feel sad? And he's just doing his thing. And uh, <laughs> they're like, and then suddenly we picked up this EVP. And they play it. <laughs> and, and it just sounds like, it just sounds like someone's voice going, <laughs> it, it it sounds like exactly like something I would have done as a child, like like doing a recording and being like, oh no, we're gonna get in a crash. <laughs> it's so bad. And it's supposed to say, hey, say what? And it's fucking nothing. There's not a word in there. It's <laughs> 
That's it. Right after Nick captured this EVP on his digital recorder of what we believe to be a former male prisoner saying, And this is where I feel like maybe there's a break between Zach and Nick because Nick does not have a great improv game. No. Like he, he is not like his lack of confidence in asking questions without Zach around. It's like, this is, this is the Edinburgh vaults all over again, where he's like, uh, did you eat oysters here? <laughs> like he, he's, he's trying to em, em, emulate Zach. Uh, do you want to hit me? Uh, do you, do you, you want to like, uh, what's dying? Like, yeah. Um, Ah, jeez. Um, how's the weather and death? Like he just uh, doesn't know. Do you guys like? Do you like Beetlejuice or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're gonna be locked in here for a whole night with me. Um, how does that make? You gotta make a noise, I guess. How, do you want that? <laughs> Zach uh, and Aaron go off to uh, five section or whatever five the 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 oh no I just became drunk <laughs> I love that moment <laughs> it definitely hit Uh-oh. right there oh no <laughs> he goes off to to five house and Aaron is with him he shoes Aaron away so he could be alone with Raymond Snowden mm-hmm. are you touching me Raymond he brings a noose <laughs> this is the second noose usage of uh. Ghost Adventures and like Zach Zachy boy if you're if you're trying to get Raymond to give you his last words you really think a noose is going to coax him towards you? Right, because that's that's exactly what, what clammed him up the first time, was that he yeah. was getting scared by the noose, and he was scared enough that he didn't fuck. he couldn't speak. He should have brought a cigar! Yeah! <laughs> if he had thought for a fucking second! Or like a menu for that shitty bar that he went to where he murdered that lady. <sighs> Raymond, are you a fan of the cheesy garlic fries, or are you more of a chicken wing boy? <laughs> Do you prefer your fries waffled or <laughs> Do you like them with a bit of the skin still on them? You just hear like a fucking like the, the, the buzz of the EVP. We caught this spectral voice on an EVP and it sounds like an inter- intelligent spirit. Side of ranch. <laughs> <laughs> ranch. <laughs> it sounds like a man chewing on some bar food. It sounds like a man who is thrilled with his order. Mm, this Applebee's is really good. It's <laughs> <laughs> we believe this EVP came from an intelligent spirit. Apple. 
so Zach is trying to seduce Raymond with a noose, which is not going well. Seduce with the noose. <laughs> seduce and use the noose. That's track number two on Redbone and <laughs> Red, <laughs> Red, Bone. Red, Bone and the, Red Bone and the Baked Bean Riot. That's track number two on his album. <laughs> Seduce Bean with the Riot. <laughs> riot! Yeah. <laughs> Baked in a pot of beans. <laughs> I've seen guys burnt and stabbed and cooked in pots and hung and every other thing. Zach with the noose is talking about talking to Raymond about strangulating for f- the the length of a SpongeBob SquarePants episode. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. He tries to sort of like emasculate <laughs> fucking Raymond's knife. He's like, uh, yeah. is that how she felt when you stabbed her with your tiny little pathetic knife? Yeah, when you stabbed her with your small dick energy, I mean your small pocket knife. He's like, he's like, oh, someone's touching me, and he, and it's very sensual. He's like, he's like, something's touching my sh- touching my shoulder. Ooh, it's it's running down my arm now. Ooh, I'm feeling so cold all over my body. Oh, is that you, Raymond? Are you touching my body right now? <laughs> so they. You know, the rest of this is basically set up for things that could be interesting that don't pay off. So they go to the Rose Garden. They reconvene. It's three o'clock in the morning. It's the witching hour. Yeah. yeah. And Zach, they, you know, they've got Aaron taking pictures, Nick's filming, and Zach is doing full on in-ring WWE promo stomping around. Come up, you can touch me and slap me, do whatever you want. I want to see what it's all about, but I think you can't do it. Because you're too weak. They squeezed all that energy out of you, didn't they? And that's why you're pissed, and that's why you're here taunting the living. I want to see if you really exist. I want to see if you exist right here, in this rose garden. (laughs) However, this is some lackluster shit. All right. He yeah, he's got the fucking he's got the fucking t- like script down, but the energy is gone. Like this oh, his yeah. level of energy at this point reminds me rewind a bit to me in my you know, early teens, maybe like 10 year 10 10 to fucking 12. When I would force yeah. all my friends to be actors in my movies, right? Because uh, that was like my favorite thing to do is I'd make movies with my friends. Um, but sometimes my friends wouldn't be into it, or we would have yeah. gotten in a fight, uh, or like we're all like not feeling it and we're all mad at each other. But we're like, well, let's uh, let's fucking get this thing done. This his level of acting in this. Reminded me of that level of like sad, just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is this was triggering to my childhood, like <laughs> me being mean to my friends. That has had to have created a lot, a lot of very, very bad energy. I mean, and I feel that, although I do appreciate his commitment to making sure that every time that Aaron snaps a picture, 
he's trying to pose in such a way that it <laughs> yes. makes him look pretty fucking cool. However, however, the one they show with the orb, he doesn't look great. So this is something that I'm very confused about. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I know exactly what we're going to talk about. Because this is, I called this out earlier in the interview with the fucking newsboy from yeah. Boise. Yeah, he yeah. mentioned that they showed the picture of him squeezing his head when headache pain strikes, <laughs> and they show the little light the above orb. his head, and they're yeah. the little orb, the orb. orb, the orb. And Aaron gets all excited because he's like, "Oh, here's an orb that I captured on this camera over and over again." Yeah, and Zach's like, "No, man, that's probably a bug or some dust." <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, duh. Yeah, but. It, it looks exactly the fucking same so, as so, the so, newscaster orb. Yeah, well, what happens is they is they show this one, and they're like, it turns out that the orb he caught was not an orb. And they zoom in on it, and it's exactly the fucking same shit as every other orb image ever taken. It is the yeah. fucking same. There's no difference. It's the same shit. And he's like, nah, man. I, you know what? Uh, honestly, I think the reason why he discredited this is because Aaron took this shot. That's fucking 100%. Why. I never should open my damn mouth. <laughs> Every time I open my mouth, it gets me in trouble. <laughs> if, if he had taken this picture, he would have been like, oh, proof. There it is. Proof of ghosts. There's no way there's a bug or dust outside in Ohio. Yeah. It's Wait, Idaho, it? dude. Idaho. <laughs> I can't fucking do this shit straight. Idaho. In Idaho, Idaho. In the dusty, like, desert. Fucking, it's yeah. such bullshit. Fucking orbs, no. man. Orbs. Fuck yeah. orbs. Fuck orbs. Fuck orbs. Fuck it is orbs. It's so dumb. That's so fucking stupid. It is stu- and that's and you're a hundred percent right. If he had gotten this footage, he would have been like, you can tell based <laughs> on the composition that it is clearly not dust or a bug. But yeah. Because because Aaron got so excited, he's just like, no, no, oh, dude, dude I got the- it. I did it. <laughs> No. Uh, I'm sorry, but you're the equipment tech. I sincerely doubt you know the composition of a real orb. <laughs> <laughs> the composition of an orb. So they've set up the final experience and Zach introduces this. It's a new piece of paranormal technology to the show. It is the it is the ITC ghost capturing device. The instru- instrumental trans communication. There's magic everywhere in this bitch. <laughs> I had to Which... write that. I fucking rewound that like twice to fucking remind myself what that's what that was. This is this is some gold beryllium subtle energy microphone fucking vibes that they got going uh, on like, with this thing it's it's on i mean i'd i'd say it's on more of a level of the like connect the xbox, xbox connect. connect it's the xbox connect yeah. level like where they they're filming 
they they set up a camera that's filming a TV and they're running the AV cables from the from the camera into the TV so you're getting the feedback loop which if you've never yeah. done this before it's fucking tight it's it's fun it's really rad i've done this before when i was younger i like film i filmed my TV with my camera hooked up into it and i zoomed in and i zoomed out and i saw like what kind of like crazy shit happened at one point like i got like this this like repeating pattern that looked like like a fingerprint like this like weird repeating pattern it's fucking rad it's so tight duh of course you're gonna get weird ass shit when you're doing a repeating pattern i mean it's it's a it's it's a feedback loop yeah, well, that so that's the thing that I, I I wrote down. It's like you're getting this feedback loop, and it seems like the concept is that of course you'll see something because you're basically making digital Rorschach fucking blots. Yeah, but but as you were gonna say to their credit, they do get an yeah a shape that is unlike anything else that keeps flashing on the screen. Yeah. When they set up this experiment, I was like, this is going to be some straight up bullshit. But, but that what they captured was actually really interesting because they are doing the thing where it's like, it's going over there. It's shifting frame by frame by frame. And this shape maintains over mm-hmm. multiple frames. And then, and like, is based on nothing and like doesn't show up again, um, which is basically yeah. a weird silhouette. And I mean, it just looks like, like a very out of focus silhouette, you know, where like the, the neck gets skinny. It, it just pulls everything in a bit. Like, that's what it looks like. Well, and then they bring it to. <laughs> Friends of the show, Mark and Debbie Constantino in Reno. Mark Constantino and Debbie. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 Fucking Debbie. Oh, my God. I love her. Fucking goth mommy. Goth mommy. And so I'm going to bring something up here, Eric. Should we address... The elephant in the room that Mark fucking murdered her in a murder-suicide? Um, what? Did I not tell you that I learned that? No. Oh. Dude. Serious. (laughs) That's why I cut all of our jokes out of episode... the first episode they were introduced, I cut all of our jokes because I was like, oh, I wonder what ha- are happening to Mark and Debbie uh, now. In 2015, Dude. Mark Constantino and somebody like kidnapped Debbie and he, they, he fucking murder suicided her in a hotel room. What? Yeah. Wait, who it's did? Really... Wait, they're Mark, both Mark dead? Con- Mark Constantino murdered Debbie and then killed himself. No fucking way. Oh my. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's like, it's so weird because I love these people, especially Debbie. And 
something happened. Like I was reading into it, like they had gotten into a fight about money and like Debbie had like slashed Mark with a knife and she was sentenced with like assault and battery. And then before she went to prison, uh, Mark and his daughter who maybe not was dead, but Debbie's daughter, uh, like kidnapped Debbie and that person got charged with kidnapping and Mark got charged with kidnapping. And then Mark got released on like a $30,000 bail and then fucking murdered Debbie and then killed himself. Oh my God. Wow. 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 Oh my God. That is so fucked. Dude. Holy shit. I know this and this this had to be like right after Zach Bagans released his autobiography because they're both thanked and he I don't think he mentions it. I don't see anything about because he definitely dedicates the book to Mark and Debbie Constantine. Damn fuck, man. That is so fucking crazy. I no, I, I see. This is why this is why I don't do any fucking research. No, it's because I'm <laughs> fucking lazy. Um, but. This is, that is, uh, wow, man, don't, Jesus. Well, I was going to make fun of Mark. I was going to make, I can make fun of Mark because he's a fucking murderer. Um, yeah, he. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, that's scary. Out of me. I mean, what are we messing with here, Aaron? I, well, at first I was going to make fun of Debbie for being kind of scary. Um, but like, Jesus Christ. Apparently, Mark is way scarier. It's it, it's fucked up, and like that's the thing is like I love these people coming on this show. I love these characters. I love Debbie, and we are not bad taste enough people. I don't think to really make jokes about it now with this information, which is why I'm I brought this up. Halfway through my last White Claw here, so let's see how I do. <laughs> but. I did just have the thought. Do you think? Do you think Zach Bagans went on a ghost hunt for Debbie? <laughs> I think he did in private. But maybe no, he liked Debbie. He only goes after. He only. Well, maybe he did it in like his like classic way, where he's like, he's like. Debbie, Debbie, sweetie, honey, I have some sweetie. EVPs for you. <laughs> Please talk to this red light that I'm holding in my hand, honey. Are you, is, am I in your sweet secret spot? Do you remember the nights we, pa the nights of passion we shared before Mark found out about it and murdered you? That's not making it in the podcast. That's not oh, good. That's, that's Christ, like, <laughs> I know. I know. I think that was a wrong thing for them to done. I do I do need to like I'm gonna feel better about making fun of Mark now. Because yeah, please clearly do fucking unload. fuck that dick bag. Um but I fuck was gonna Mark. I'm I'm going to read verbatim what he said. So so because <laughs> so, so Zach shows him the video of their ITC 
they're, yeah. you know, in, uh, instrumental trans communication footage, which is the, the, mm-hmm. the silhouette. And they show him this, and he's like, okay, so, like, we're just going to show you this, and, like, and like you let me know if you see what we saw. You know, we're not going to tell you what we saw. Which is, like, clearly the yeah. only thing of interest is the silhouette shot. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, Mark is watching it, and he goes, huh, oh, that's awesome. And then... This this is how incoherent and f- this is word vomit. This is word vomit. This is like a Trump yeah. speech. There's no <laughs> no content. It's just words. Here's what Mark says. With full confidence. Uh, yeah. That would be considered a holographic image. There's not much detail <laughs> there, but it's definitely there. It's an image to where there are very few very little details and that's what this is and that's just what i would consider this as (laughs) that's his expert opinion about a silhouette image like debbie is so committed to this life path like mark mark is like word salad bullshit but debbie is like listening intently and trying to put together anything out of these evps and she 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 like corroborates nick's thing from earlier where she's like she also hears something that clearly is not said this is true this is very true and there's there's this part that that nick recorded where that that's supposed to be an evp but it sounds exactly like the sound a person makes when they walk onto camera and realize they're on camera and they go oh 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 and they like yeah. step back. It's exactly that. Like the oh oh oop. Yep. That's you mean it. the the Midwestern white person? Like oh yeah. Oh sorry. Oh oop. Oh, oh, oh. oop. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's what they pick up. And she's like, she's like, she's like, oh, it sounds like someone saying, oh my life. And then there's another spirit yeah. who comes in and says, are you okay? You know, just like it's you know, she's she's digging deep, but yeah. And she also clearly does not have a lot of uh, respect for the intelligence of human babies because she, when she's giving her examples of what unintelligent spirits are. Yeah, so she's talking about the, 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 the the, what is it called? The intelligent versus the uh, residual? Yeah, she's like, a residual spirit will be like a door closing or a baby crying. Okay. (laughs) Babies are too fucking stupid to be intelligent. I thought of that too. I thought of that too. I was like, well, I mean, so like, what about like a person screaming? Is that like residual or is that intelligent? Like, come on guys. I want to know more. I want to know more about this dichotomy. Well, and speaking about knowing more, uh, because Zach Bagans is back in Reno, Nevada, and he is not wearing his old lady hat. No, but it sure looks like he had been because his hair is swept forward with such aggression. I have never seen yeah. it like this. It is like a surfboard coming off the front of his face, and it's hard <laughs> and sticky. Well, and because of the lack of his old lady hat, you know, it could have just because he was wearing headphones in the shot he had to take yes. it off. Yeah, yeah, he but... didn't take them off. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> I was I was curious, so what I do 
ladies and gentlemen of the audience, when I read the Zach Bagans Bible, because I do have a robust social life, so I'm not actually mm. reading this mm. book cover to cover. Sure, Every sure, once in a while, not. every once in a while, I look at the the index and see the names of the chapters, of which there are about there are 38 chapters, wow, and Jesus. chapter nine of I Am Haunted: Living Life Through the Dead was called Reno Crackhead. <laughs> Fuck. So I had to thumb my way over to this chapter, and I think this is apropos, I have to go into the Zach Bagans Bible study. This is called Re Reno Crackheads, A Walk in the Park Goes Bad, because we know that Zach Bagans loves Las Vegas, but I, I thought mean, that home. perhaps by... Ex that's home. I thought by by extension, because Mark and Debbie live there, you know, his bros, he keeps going to Reno. I thought he loved Reno, but it turns out he fucking hates Reno, Nevada. Well, I mean, who doesn't? So this is this is from... Chapter 9 of his book, page 80. Uh, <laughs> he's talking about he has like a moment after they've set up for the lockdown. It's quiet. He's like, you know what? We've got like hours. He he mentions how he works out really hard and he wants to go for a walk to clear his head, get ready for the lockdown. And he says, I didn't venture out much because honestly, I'm not a big fan of Reno. I love Lake Tahoe and Virginia City, but Reno has really gone downhill. My experiences there have not been good, and this trip didn't boost its standing on the best place to visit list. And he mentions that he went out on a walk with his headphones after getting swole, <laughs> and a bunch of crackheads, a fucking group of three crackheads come scuttling out of the brush, out of the woods, and start approaching him, and this person he describes as andre the giant looking slash sloth from the goonies oh my god starts dude. challenging him to a fight oh my god I know. dude ready player one yeah no he and has he's got references boy's got references so this 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 made me really happy because he's talking about this encounter with these crackheads and it's really indicative of zach's personality because he he's talking about how like this guy like this you know we were talking about the portland fucking goblins mm -hmm. this crackhead comes out at zach bagans in reno is like what's your problem man what's your problem you know as zach is just walking down the street not doing anything <laughs> well, yeah. i mean he looks like zach so i mean if i were on any level of drugs and i saw zach bagans i would probably get real aggro <laughs> But so and so Zach Zach, because again this is this is as dictated to Kelly Krigger, says one of my favorite sentences that I've ever read. He he gets so mad and turgid at these crackheads for yelling at him. He goes on for like a page about how he doesn't tolerate bullies. So he gets hot-headed and aggro and he yells, "What's your problem?" Uh oh, and he's like approaching this person. And 
this is this is his like internal dialogue for how he justifies trying to square up against these three crackheads here i was trying to relax before an investigation thinking i was going to catch a quiet walk through reno and listen to some saw day and make some mother nature vine videos of baby ducks. Wait, he listens to saw day of course he listens that's what he was listening to calm down oh, to oh my god that's so awesome i know Fuck, that's so good this sentence made me feel very strongly for Zach. I was going to, I was going to listen to some Saw Day and make Mother Nature Vine videos, R.I.P. Vine, of baby ducks. And the next thing you know, I'm being challenged by some whacked out fucktard. Oh my god, Zach! <laughs> Zach! As representatives of... Come fight me in the dark. Myself, Joel Kleinberger, and Eric Hoofnagel do not appreciate or approve of the language used by Zach Bagans. But it is really fucking it's funny. Really, I mean, just like, it's so Zach. Ain't that Zach? It is. That is so Zach Bagans to a T. And he's, you know, he's talking about squaring off in Reno against these people. And. He, he he mentions like going back the next day because eventually like he he frames it as though him approaching this giant boy made them back off and they went off on their crackhead business and he went he he says he went back the next day to try and find them to talk to them about their life choices oh Cute. my god and, bullshit no yeah, fucking and, you know way. again like no it's I mean it's not it's not true i mean maybe it, i don't who knows zach bagans is fucking pretty goddamn crazy but he also goes on to like again the self-aggrandizement in this autobiography he's like it really shouldn't have gotten to me because none of those crackheads had accomplished even one tenth of what i have accomplished in my life it's like oh my god zach Oh my god! Oh my god. Oh my god, dude. I have sent my beta bitch to innumerable numbers of showers to get fucked up the ass by ghosts. <laughs> what have they accomplished? Where have you sent your betas? <laughs> so, we're coming down to the end of this episode. We sure are. They go to Mark and Debbie, now murdered couple. Good god! Man, I was not expecting that shit at all, Joel. I thought I had told you about no. that. No. <laughs> no, and I didn't even think twice about the fucking jokes missing from, like, whatever, our first episode or something. Yeah, I think it was it was episode two where they went to the Houghton Mansion. They bring the evidence to Mark and Debbie. Um no, I remember because I was I was working on that episode. I was going to, like, take the Sopranos theme and cut it in with Mark and Debbie jokes. Oh, no. Uh, because they're like, because Mark, Mark Constantino is so like, oh, yeah, Mark Constantino from the East. Hey, the hey, fucking, uh, you know, fucking uh, kill my wife and fucking kill myself. Like, I fucking do whatever I want. You know what I mean? Hey, fucking yeah. get off my fucking back. Hey, Constantino, hey. Oh, yeah, is she going to scrape my face with her big old nails because of money? I'm going to go fucking kidnap her and kill her. What up? You know, that's what we do in Jersey. <laughs> this is dark. This is dark. <laughs> so dark. <laughs> in Jersey? Uh, 
In fucking Joyzy? In Joyzy. You want to fucking know what we fucking do to our wives in fucking Joyzy, yeah? Yeah, well, we yeah. fucking kill her. Your wife scratches you, you kidnap her, yeah, you kidnap her, and you kill her with your own daughter from a different, from your guma. You get your guma's daughter to <laughs> kidnap her, guma. and you fucking kill her. <laughs> and then you get the gabagool, and then you kill herself. Hey... Oh, Christ. Anyway, so that's none of that's going on. All right, well, you know, it's up to you, man. You're editing this shit. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a fucking labyrinth of an an edit at the end. (laughs) It's going to be such a straight shot for so long. It's going to be such a straight shot, and you get to the end, you're like, whoa, uh oh. I know because I'm so tempted. This is I'm so tempted to keep all this in. But anyways, we're coming down to the end of the episode. It's the finale of season one of Ghost Adventures, our favorite show in the world. Zach and the boys have grown up so much. Aaron has had a few moments to stand out to try and stand get respect out. above the ground. Even if you gotta shout out loud. <laughs> shout out loud. He, you know, he thinks that tonight he wants to be the only thing that Zach sees. <laughs> he wants to stand out. Yeah. So that he notices me. That didn't work. It's fine. Um, <laughs> retroactively, this season has been really good. Like, I can see why the show has legs. Sure. I mean, I mean, I would invest. <laughs> Whatever that means. If I had been a rich, rich exec back in the day, I would have been like, yeah, I want some more of these boys. With this episode, there's not a lot of evidence. I don't really know how to feel about that fucking television experiment that they did. What we did get was the boys bonding, some snake adventures, and just really affirming in my mind that Zach Bagan's is at least worth watching going forward. Yes. No, it's, it was a very, it was, it was a very, uh, yeah, no, we didn't get a lot of like, we didn't get a lot out of this episode besides just character development. I think that's, that's just the short version of what you just said is like, we didn't get, you know, a doll being pushed. We didn't get, you know, any good EVPs? The, the, the only EVP yeah. that like has any sound is like someone going oh oh, that's it. It's it's somebody from the Midwest trying to get behind somebody at the grocery store. Oh oh oh, oh. oh. It, oh. it was it was a ghost trying to just walk through the fucking prison, and he noticed that somebody had a camera, and he went oh, and stepped yeah. away. Oh. That was it. Yeah. In in the in the shonen anime that is Ghost Adventures, ah, th- yeah, this is this is kind of a beach episode, mm-hmm. really, where you know people are joking around, they're confronting fears that don't really matter to the ultimate plot. It's all just like good fun. Zach Bagans takes some pratfalls. Nick can't really deliver on lines. Aaron will not say the words gang rape to death so i think wrapping everything up season one of ghost adventures it is time to issue our final challenge of the season 
for Zach Bagans to come fight us in the dark. Come fight us! <laughs> in the dark! Yes! This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. So, so, at first, I was about to take the easy road. I was going to take snakes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty easy. That's a, like a pretty, like, I mean, anyone who watches this episode would be like, yeah, sure. Fucking like a room full of snakes. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go with that. Mm-hmm. I'm going off of what Aaron said, which is that the best way to go out is fully clothed <laughs> and not in the shower. So... I believe that Zach and I must battle in the dark, in a shower, fully nude. (laughs) Oh my god. That is, I mean, that is a scary way to go. It's a very vulnerable way to fight. Um, and, uh... You know, it's not a good way to die. So, like, if anything, he's not going to go for the killing blow. Which, that's my worst fear, is that he's actually going to kill me. <laughs> Your challenge is is very interesting. Like, I, I love that. I love... Because I feel like... Personally, I'd be at a disadvantage because I'm a never-nude. <laughs> uh, when I'm around people. Uh, not me, baby. Uh, so I would have a diff. I would have difficulty with this this challenge. All right. But I think Zach, when I add mine into the mix, Ooh. would have even more difficulty. Uh oh. Uh oh. Because I want to add just a fucking Amazonian woman oh. on our side. <laughs> Because I don't think there's anything that makes Zach more uncomfortable than a woman that is taller than him. God damn. Joel, this is like my ultimate sexual fantasy. (laughs) 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 Like me in a fucking like me nude in a shower with a fucking large, like a woman who's taller than me. Fucking a man. Holy shit. (laughs) With Zach Bagans cat. Very specifically in this fantasy with Zach Bagans cowering, cowering in the corner in the because co- he doesn't oh, know how to dude, handle that it. Is, mm, that is logged in the spank bank, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a more perfect way to round out the first <laughs> season of Come Fight Me in the Dark than that sexual fantasy coming to fruition. Ooh, Ooh any day now, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Well, I won't hold you here any longer because I don't want to prevent you from from release. releasing the tension <laughs> that's been built up <laughs> from this amazing <laughs> challenge that we've. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been Eric. What a fucking ride! This dumb show that we're oh, doing. Oh, dude, has it's been, been really good. Dude, thank you so much. Thank you to anybody who's listening. You guys are the fucking best. Eric, 
Hey. I love hey, you. Hey, I was going to try to beat you to it. I love you too, Joel. <laughs> Please join us next time. We're going to do something special uh, between the first season and the second season. Spoilers. Dun, 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 dun. Fucking building up tension. And then we'll get into season two, which, if memory serves, involves the degradation of Aaron to a degree that was previously thought unobtainable. All of our witches and warlocks will see it for our special interstitial episode, and then we'll see it for season two of Ghost Adventures. We love you, Eric. Good night. All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. Me and Eric really appreciate it. We love doing this nonsense. So if you love it, please follow us on Twitter at CFMITD. Please send all of your questions, your fan art of Zach doing horrible things to Aaron to Aaron, spelled A-A-R-O-N, is a bottom biatch, B-I-A-T-C-H, at gmail.com. Find us on Podbean and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please leave us a review, like us, give us some five stars. It helps promote the show. If you want to share it around, show your friends, we would really appreciate it. Thanks. We love you. Have a good night.